The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present, and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Retail Therapy, brought to you by American Express. Well, the holidays are upon us and retailers are in deep preparation mode for the Christmas shopping rush. It's going to be an unpredictable holiday season that will be full of challenges as we manage a retail reopening in Sydney, Melbourne and Canberra. So what's in store for retailers? What can we expect in terms of sales? How is consumer sentiment shaping up? And what goes on behind the scenes for a retailer managing this incredibly important time of year? Joining me is my colleague at the ARA, Chief Industry Affairs Officer, Fleur Brown. Fleur, welcome. Thanks, Paul. I'm excited. We're finally getting to the Christmas part. Absolutely. So, Fleur, we've been encouraging people to shop early for Christmas. Given the strain that domestic and international supply chains are under, we're not used to waiting so long for our parcels to arrive. So are you prepared? Have you done your own Christmas shopping already? Well, it would be embarrassing if I wasn't taking the ARA's own advice and shopping early for Christmas. So uh, I know Christmas is the time of year when for discretionary retailers, many of them make up to two-thirds of their profits. And I'd say if you've got a kid under 12, it's the same. They make two-thirds of their toy profits at Christmas. And I've got a 10-year-old daughter and I can't risk getting on her naughty list. So I'm definitely already panic shopping. And uh, she's a teenager, so it's uh, a really difficult age whether to know if the Christmas presents should come from Santa or do they come from her parents She's also into sort of tech and non-tangible. So, yeah, it's going to be a different Christmas all round as far as shopping for family goes this year. Well, I think the retailers will be all prepared or pleased to hear that you're actually you're already thinking about that shopping list and you've got some preparations in place. Well, let's hope all the rest of the consumers in Australia are doing the same thing. So we, we know there's been lots of supply chain issues, et cetera, and how, do, how, do people, how should people be factoring that into their, um, their thinking or planning? Well, look, supply chain issues, I guess, have been uh, a feature through the pandemic, unfortunately, and they've exacerbated this year with Christmas with a whole lot of different issues coming down to bear. Uh, We know that a lot of retailers are relying on Australia Post, and we're really happy to see that Australia Post has once again come to the party, so to speak, and they're putting 3,300 casuals, extra casuals on board their staff team just to make sure that they're all hands on deck for Christmas, which is really, you know, great to hear. Um, Some distribution centres and uh, warehouses have also been impacted by reduced staffing levels due to COVID cases. And of course, that's having an impact on productivity. Um, so, you know, from a on a consumer level, encouraging your customers to shop early is is key. Um, we really hope that, that that message penetrates and making sure that you have a, a great online offering um, in place. And we would hope at this point for many retailers, that's a foregone conclusion and that those efforts might even step up again for Christmas. It's such an important time of year for people. Um, 
What about you, Paul? What have what have you got in your uh, Christmas stocking already? Have well, you been- I've, I'm one of those people that really do plan early in, in advance. I've already decided what I'm <laughs> yeah. buying people, so um, I've got a, made a list. In fact, I've already started ordering way in advance because, of course, Christmas is, as a retailer is you know takes up so much of my time planning and helping retailers during that period that I've got to be super organised. Otherwise, people will not get their gifts. So um, you know, it's important for me to be leading by example. I guess. Yeah. No, I can believe that. And are you uh, the sort of person who buys lots of small gifts or one big one no i tend to go for fewer and bigger because um purely because the effort involved in little gifts means lots of more choices but um i prefer to go with um fewer and bigger that's always been my strategy yeah good call good call now let's look at what we're expecting in terms of sales. The ARA has done some research in conjunction with Roy Morgan. More than $11 billion is expected to be spent on Christmas gifts. So some positive signs we're in for a buoyant trading period. Yeah, look, it's it's been a lot of challenging news around this year and most recently with Delta, of course. So it's great to report a little bit of optimism coming through. We all deserve to spoil ourselves and others this year. And almost 80% of Australians are telling us that they will spend at least the same or more than they did last year, which I think is is great news in the scheme of things. And gift buyers around Australia are planning to spend an average of $726 per person, which is a pretty healthy sum. Uh, and if we want to get competitive, of course we do. Consumers in New South Wales are the most generous with an average spend of $902, followed by Tasmanians at $813. Queenslanders at 705, Victorians at 652, and South Australians at 645, and West Australians at 472. I have to say I'm surprised by Tasmania and West Australia, particularly given we've seen nothing but excitement out of the West Australian economy this year. So that's uh, an unusual an unusual list, I guess. All I can say, Fleur, is I'm pleased to live in New South Wales. I'm going to benefit <laughs> best by being in this state. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, and the most popular items this year are toys, jigsaw puzzles, board games continue to be incredibly popular. No great surprise there, I guess. Um, and gift cards and vouchers, clothing, shoes, and sleepwear. Are you surprised by any of those choices, Paul? Well, not really, because what we we are living in very uncertain times. I think what we're seeing is there's such a return to tradition. In fact, you know, we're seeing people really focusing on traditional type gift items. Sleepwear is certainly traditional. Uh, and particularly when you look at toys, um, you know, it's here board games, jigsaw puzzles, those types of toys. You wouldn't imagine in 2021 that people would be still playing games and, you know, using jigsaw puzzles given the technology. Yeah. But it's no surprise given the um, uncertainty that we've been through over the last couple of years, there's been such a drawback to traditional type gifts. Mm, that's true. Have you seen anything, you know, kind of a bit fun or innovative come out of the the pandemic in the last 12 months that you think might make an appearance on the Christmas stocking list? Um, other than elasticized waist pants, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's Thanksgiving territory. That's probably Thanksgiving, but also COVID type territory. No, I think, um, you know, what we, what we will obviously see is generally a lot of the new technology gets launched during that time. And I mm. think there's no doubt that's the time people generally update their, their computer or their, their iPhone. Um, and I think a lot of these accessories that we see sort of as part of our everyday life have become personal accessories. Mm. Um, and we choose them often over um, other items and, you know, because we, we, we're so highly dependent 
on those items and to have the latest technology because we want to be always the best at what we do. So, um, you know, that's that's been the most thing. I don't know whether it's more around um, – I don't think it's COVID-related. I just think we're going to see more of it. The only issue, I guess, or that came out of COVID is that we've had to – most of us have been forced to work from home. So that's made these – types of tools so super important mm. for people's um, ability to to get their work done and just to go about their their day so true justify that new macbook whatever it is you might be thinking of um and nearly half 45 percent of australians say they yet to make up their mind about what gifts they'll purchase which possibly is good news given that when the store's uh, finally open again in New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT, there may be a rush for some surprise gift shopping at that well, point. Well, yeah. Look, and I think retailers would take that as an absolute, that's a real nugget of information. If 45% of people haven't made their minds up, then this is their real opportunity to be able to solve those problems for for consumers as they're looking to complete their gift-giving time. And this is, is the most important time of the year for any retailer, most important for discretionary retailers, and they've got a real opportunity to, to, um, to not only shine but also to solve those uh, particular uh, issues for consumers they're trying to solve all these problems in buying gifts. Absolutely. Uh, one figure that I guess I was a little surprised by, even though it's been trending in this direction, is – Australians turning to the internet in a big way this year for Christmas shopping, an average of 48% of Christmas presents are set to be bought online this year. Of course, this has been an accelerating trend, but that's quite an amazing statistic. What do you make of that, Paul? Well, I think generally what we're seeing is that, um, in fact, each month this year particularly, as the ABS have released their data, we've seen you know the the, the highest level of um, online shopping. And this has no doubt been driven by the lockdowns in the biggest states in New South Wales and Victoria. But that also has changed consumer behaviour and people are starting to see not only the benefits of, of shopping online, the ability to compare, to have things gift wrapped and to be able to send those gifts interstate from the, you know, the tap of a few fingers rather than having to go through the effort of actually purchasing the, the mm. items and schlepping them back home and wrapping them and then actually if they're going into state, having to have them posted. You know, what what we're seeing is that people are seeing the absolute uh, value of convenience in online shopping. And there's no, that's here to stay. There's no doubt COVID has accelerated trends that were already occurring. And what we're pleasing to see that, you know, what uh, online shopping will do is solve many problems for many people that are, you know, that are under pressure mm. to um, get their gift giving done. Mm, absolutely. I guess when people traditionally think of Christmas, they think of the big department stores here around the world, that, you know, really magic feeling, the feeling you get when you watch an ad from a big department store. Of course, you've run a major department store and you know how important Christmas is for department stores. What goes on behind the scenes in preparing for that time of year? Well, what most people don't know is, in fact, department stores plan their Christmas at least they're, when they're in Christmas, they're in Christmas every day of the year because they're planning the following Christmas whilst they're in the current Christmas. So um, it, the lead times are astronomical, but e equally, if they want to bring the best of what the world has to offer, um, most of the buyers are actually travelling to see the other department stores set up in Christmas and to see the types of gift-giving programs that they have in place. So it, it starts 12 months in advance, product is then quantified and the, the ranges are, um, are decided in, in what we call stories to make sure that they bring the best uh, of the world back to the country. Wow. So it's one of those magical moments is where department stores get to shine because, because of course, it is a one-stop shop for consumers. They can get all the uh, different types of categories and brands under the one roof. Sounds like magic's a lot of hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favourite Christmas movie? 
<laughs> um, actually, I do. Uh, it's Love Actually, and okay. I watch it every year. I've seen it about like I think twenty times. But um, I think it was released in the early nineties um, from memory. But it's it's certainly a movie that I love because it actually it reminds me the joy of Christmas and um, why Christmas is so important. Absolutely, that's been replaced in recent years by Last Christmas for me. Actually, I really enjoyed. Okay, that well, movie. I did enjoy that movie as well because I'm mm. a big fan of George Michael. Absolutely, yeah, they brought that to life beautifully. If you're not in a department store and you might be uh, in the small business category um, or other, you're going to be deep into your planning for Christmas right now. Do you have any tips for those categories of retailers that don't sit in that big department store side of things? Yeah, look, I think um, it's a similar theme. I think there's been so much uncertainty, so much disruption because of COVID. I think it's really important that people are going to look for tradition and they're going to want a traditional Christmas. That even comes down to the gifts that they're giving. Um, and what we're looking for really from, from retailers is to make sure that they're projecting a world of optimism. You know, optimism is going to be the word du jour because it's important that retailers play a part in bringing that optimism and that hope and that certainty in for consumers. So we want to not mention the C word. It's got to be history. Um, and it's important that, um, you know, the stores are really well prepared. Expect that um, people will be shopping early because of the supply chain disruptions and the delivery issues. So they'll want to get their shopping done and, and many people will want to reduce their stress and anxiety which we've all had to suffer mental mm. health has been such an issue through this um particularly through this series of lockdowns so it's important that um you know retailers see that they're there to help solve problems for, for consumers and that how they present their stores in such a in a way that i would call magical that allows to solve for all their gift giving um problems that um or opportunities i guess for mm. consumers mm, so true now, Floyd, let's talk about how consumer sentiment has been tracking. There's been so much doom and gloom this year. So mm. are people prepared to get out and spend? Look, again, uh, it's quite good news. Um, despite the lockdowns, consumer sentiment is actually positive and there's more optimists than pessimists in the community. Good news. Um, and you can see that reflected, of course, in the purchasing intentions for this year that we were just chatting about a moment ago. But in terms of actual consumer sentiment as it's measured, it increased 2% in September and it lifted 5.3% in New South Wales to an index of 106.4. And just to put that into context, if you're above 100, it means the optimists exceed the pessimists. So that's good news. Uh, it held steady in Victoria at 104.1. Of course, we'll be watching those figures closely as Victoria eases out of lockdown in the future. Um, of course, improving vaccination rates is a huge boost for confidence and we're getting those daily updates from government on that front and that the signs are looking great. So hopefully people are starting to think about getting some retail therapy as soon as they emerge from those lockdown territories. You know, a lot of pent-up demand also due to some of the the border closures, and we're benefiting from some of that also when it comes to international border closures. There's around $60 billion that would normally be spent on overseas travel each year, and that money has been flowing into the local economy, which I guess is, is good news and still keeping things fairly buoyant, which is positive. So, Paul, online shopping's been the big phenomenon this year, and it's really shifted retailers thinking about how they prepare for Christmas. But what about in-store shopping experiences? Are they less of a priority now? Sure. Look, online is important and it's surging, but the vast bulk of retail sales take place in a store. So we still see the majority of sales done in a store and you can't really miss this, you know, replace that social 
tactile sensory experience that you get in a store you know and you 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 you, you miss you would miss the um christmas um hymns for a start or the christmas songs by not shopping in a store and there's something about interacting with people um and i think most people what we do know is that most people um um will want to do a bit of online and offline shopping and that's a great thing so there's the convenience of online but equally the offline you know there's no better experience than watching and viewing the um the windows of a department store during christmas uh, equally seeing all the beautiful um you know specialty stores come to life at the at the you know what is the magical time of the year so you know it's important that um people don't miss out on that experience this year and i know there's there's a lot of um complications and restrictions and limitations to do with cbd shopping particularly and you know we we know and we've talked a lot about the cbds and most retailers have their flagship stores in cbd locations so and they've been struggling so i'm quite interested in discussing with you Fleur. how does this impact christmas for them well, look, CBDs have been on our mind at the Australian Retailers Association a lot and um, as a consequence, I think, are now on the mind of the governments, particularly at state and local government level, we've really impressed on them the impact of the pandemic on CBD retail. And as a consequence, we've seen quite a few different programs popping up around different locations. Sydney, Melbourne, um, Brisbane in particular have had CBD campaigns. Some of them went onto pause mode because of the recent lockdowns. But we are in discussions um, and expect to see more resource thrown at CBD promotional campaigns, uh, events, activations in the future. Um, it's on the, the agenda of, of those governments, certainly, um, to try and give a leg up to those retailers. Unfortunately, with the occupancy rates that we're seeing for offices, uh, we are looking at a long-term problem um, there's lots of great minds around the country working on solutions for that. But at the end of the day, as you often say, Paul, once there's a consumer trend in place, it, it's often a, a, a habit that sticks. And, and we've yes. seen that with the shift to hybrid working, working from home. It's not a problem that's easily or quickly solved, unfortunately. No, absolutely. Look, and I think there's there's just so much um, that has changed because of COVID that, um, you know, we've seen so many trends accelerate. Most have been good. Some of them have been challenging, but, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think, you know, the retail industry is quite a resilient group of uh, people in the industry. And we've just got to think of smarter and more innovative ways to, you know, bring bring about, you know, our, our industry into an innovative space that we just keep learning and growing. Yeah, absolutely. And a message for any CBD retailer tuning in out there, we're on the case and we're not going to let up. We definitely be pursuing that agenda for you, you know, in the months to come. Paul, uh, what about Christmas around the world? You're, I know you love to indulge in international promotional ads. John Lewis springs to mind. What are yeah. some examples of international retailers who you think do it best and what can we learn from that? Well, of course, unfortunately, this year, it's un definitely no way I'm going to be travelling and most people won't get the opportunity to travel around the world. So, um, But I always look, you know, we're always, the Australian market's always been an amalgam of the US and the UK, but nobody, no other market brings Christmas to life, I think, than than England and the United Kingdom particularly does an amazing job and London specifically. Um, those those lights, the you know, it, it it just talks Christmas to me completely and everything that that's said and done, particularly along Oxford Street. Uh, John Lewis is always a standout from an advertisement perspective for me because it it talks to the emotional 
uh, and the joy um, of Christmas. And I've been following the John Lewis ads for some time. And of course, um, their supermarket chain Waitrose equally does the same thing. They bring the joy of Christmas right, right home, uh, just the whole joy around gift giving. So they're the two where I look for inspiration. I guess, you know, whilst we can't travel, we've all got a personal computer that we can do lots of Googling. And most of the retailers around the world, you know, they put even their windows on display digitally so we can see what's happening without leaving our state or country or leaving our home for that matter. So it's really good to sort of get that excitement around what's happening around the world. You know, most retailers, the most important thing and the most important tip for small, medium or large businesses is that they, they, they see gift giving as something thing that's uh, you know a problem to be solved and that they, they're preparing their stores with what we call gifts t- to go so things that are ready that solve um in in for right from from you know a man woman uh, child adult pet you know across the board and they've got their stores prepared so when the lockdowns end they're right into christmas mode because what mm. we will see is a greater joy and a, a lot of interesting back to the shops great advice Fleur, thanks for joining me. Christmas always puts us in a good mood. It's just around the corner, and despite the Delta devastation, things are opening up, confidence is returning, and retailers are hoping for a bright finish to the year. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ahead of Vogue American Express Fashion Night In, I'm really excited to be speaking with Edwina McCann, Editor-in-Chief of Vogue Australia. This year, the 10-day National Festival of Fashion and Beauty will include a series of virtual events all designed to support the local retail and fashion industry, taking place from the 15th to the 24th of October 2021. This is the 12th year of Vogue Fashion Night Out, now Fashion Night In, and the sixth year that it's been run in partnership with American Express. How has the highly anticipated event supported retailers over the years? Well, Vogue American Express Fashions Night Out is arguably one of the fashion and retail industry's biggest nights of the year. It celebrates shopping, fashion and beauty with hundreds of retailers getting involved every year. So aside from the the fun and glamour of the event, the festival also holds a deeper purpose. It's about supporting and highlighting Australian fashion businesses, big, small, niche or renowned. The original intention of V-A-E-F-N-O, now F-N-I, of course, (laughs) Uh, when it was launched in 2019, was to help retailers survive the GFC. In 2021, in the middle of the ongoing pandemic, it's more important than ever that we show that at the event's core is a purpose. It's also, it needs to be adapted, but it's here to really assist and help retail and get those cash registers ringing. So we hope once the conditions are right, we can return to having an in-person component. But to date, we've seen great success and heard wonderful feedback from participating retailers on the power of our virtual event. We introduced it last year. We're excited to be partnering with American Express again to bring this event to life virtually this year as Vogue American Express Fashion Night in.